kids? You like violence? It's time for that drummer guy. That drummer guy. That drummer guy. That drummer guy? That drummer guy. Two hours of the best in heavy music today. He's like, I have a radio show. Go listen. I'm like, okay. This guy loves and breathes heavy metal. The list of names he interviews is insane. And each one seems to be better than the last. He makes me call him that drummer guy in the bedroom, too. Right here, right now. Right here with that drummer guy. It's metal, metal, metal. Up your that's one more thing to regret later. Cheers. Hey everybody, this is That Drummer Guy, and I'm here to present you two hours of the best in heavy music today. First thing I want to say, and it might just be on my end, it might sound exactly the same to you on your end, but my setup changed over the last couple weeks as my former setup that lasted five years fell apart, and it really bummed me out, but I found an amazing new gaming desk to be able to use as my audio setup. And I just love everything that's going on here with the computer, the speakers, the tabletop, everything that's going on there. And I'm back in motion. And it's great to be back. Hopefully, it still sounds good to you. To me, it sounds crisper rather than fuller. But to you, it might sound better, worse, or the same. Be sure to let me know. But with that said, welcome to the show. I got three brand new interviews for you from the likes of Haken, Gravedigger, and Crimson Shadows. And we're going to start things off with Haken to talk about the brand new album, Virus which is available now through Inside Out Music. In this interview, I talked to founding member and drummer of Haken, Ray Hearn, to talk about everything they know about this brand new album, how it coincidentally has a title that makes you think it was about recent events, but it was not, upcoming plans when things get back together, and so much more. And following my interview with Ray Hearn of Haken, you'll be hearing the song Prosthetic off the 2020 album Virus. Hello, Josh. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you very much for taking time to do this interview. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's uh, great to be able to catch up with you. I think the last time that we talked was for Affinity, so it's great to be able to catch up all these years later. And, uh, of course, a lot of great things has happened since that album, and it's, it's great to see where you guys are now, right now, in 2020. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty pumped for for the new album and to hopefully get back on the road as soon as whatever this is ends. Oh, yeah. And, you know, at least until then, I mean, there's some great music that's going to be coming out. And, you know, the, it's funny how you guys were working on this album in secrets. And when it got announced, you, you have a title like Virus that comes out uh, right at the time of this pandemic that's going on. I mean, obviously, that, that correlates to what's going on with the story. But the, the coincidence of that, I mean, no one could have predicted that. No, absolutely not. I mean, uh, it's, it's definitely worth clarifying. It's, it's, it is a total coincidence. Um, yeah, bizarre, really. I mean, we had we had the we had the name in the works and the and the whole sort of concept behind the album in the works before Vector. Um, so it's kind of you know it's, it's it's been I mean even I guess since not quite as far back as when we did Affinity, but even kind of not short, shortly after that album, we kind of had the, the plan to do this kind of double album, and it was I think it was Charlie who came up with the title Virus, and we kind of we we, we kind of jumped on it. Um, thought it'd be great. Uh, I didn't didn't give it a second thought. I mean, didn't even give it a second thought until kind of March this year when our, our, our tour in the US was was cut short and and uh, it, it suddenly you know turned from something going on in China to something actually affecting us as well, uh, which we didn't really predict at all. 
didn't really see that coming. Yeah, and I I just remember like everything starting to happen in March, and I remember uh, you guys were going to be uh, coming up here in Minnesota like uh, within a week of everything getting canceled and everything, and it's just uh, I I was just hoping that it was just going to be like this uh, quick thing that was going to happen like a couple weeks where everything was just going to be uh, having to be canceled and then immediately rescheduled, but here we are in May now, and we're still going through the repercussions of everything and not knowing when everything. Mm. Is going to be done and i mean i'm that's why i'm so thankful that virus is still coming out and it's going to be coming out in june and being able to uh, appreciate some brand new haken music uh, in 2020 yeah yeah we're um we're really pumped as i said for it to be coming out and uh yeah th- there was there was sort of the option was given to us if we did want to delay it you know it, it wasn't like the label said we absolutely have to release it's kind of up to you guys. These are unprecedented times, you know. What, what do you guys think is best? We'd, we'd like to release it, but, you know, if, if you, for, for whatever reason, think it might be best to delay it. But, I mean, it doesn't really make sense. Music is so widely available digitally nowadays. Yeah, it might affect physical sales a little bit, but hopefully, you know, the, the, the kind of music will do the talking and we just have to take whatever comes and just get the album out there as soon as possible, really. Oh, for sure. And I, I can at least say from as much as I've heard it in the past week that uh, the, the music really does speak for itself. And it's great to see where you guys are at in 2020 right now. I mean, with the music being so heavy and uh, being able to show so many different sides of yourself with this album and being able to uh, continue on from Vector and, of course, the Cockroach King and being able to continue the story in some way with that. I mean, it's, it's great to see how all these things are getting interconnected. Yeah, it's quite fun. Um, I mean, again, this is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a sort of collaborative effort for sure. We're, we're always trying to sort of keep keep some kind of connection with our music, you know, past and present, always kind of running through somehow. Um, and it's, it's a nice way to kind of recycle ideas as well because we, we come out with so many ideas in Haken. I mean, most of the ideas we come out with don't even get end up getting used. So, with kind of six people all throwing into the pot, um, yeah, it's it's nice to be kind of working working themes back in and you know fi- fi- finding out what what would happen if we if we tried something new with with some some old ideas and it often leads to some great things. So yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, and th- that's why I'm I'm just loving Virus the more that I hear it. I mean, there's so many nods to uh, the the whole overall story with Cockroach King and uh, Vector as well. I mean, uh, not even just lyrically, but musically as well. You can hear little nods to it, and that that's just so cool. To he- you know, just like at those specific moments and being able to look back at the music, it's like, oh yeah, that's how it's connected. I mean, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's 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 there's, there's connections that are you know, little quotes that are quite obvious and in your face. And then, then there's ones that are so subtle. I mean, one, one of the other guys might have written them and, and the rest of us, you know, weren't even aware that they were, they were quoting that, you know, you kind of have a little, had a few jokes about that sort of thing in the band, like, oh, do you remember that, that section there? That's actually quoting this bit. And the rest of us would be like, really? Oh, oh, okay. Now I hear it, but I never even thought that before. So we're kind of almost playing tricks on each other as well as, as well as you know the, the fans 
Oh yeah, and yeah, and just you know, with with a uh, vector coming out back in 2018, and now with a virus here in 2020, obviously with the ideas of uh, making both albums work together with this story. I mean, what was that like being able to work on both albums and knowing what direction things were going to be going in musically? It was kind of nice because it, I suppose it, it gave us a bit more, um, I guess, a bit more direction. A sort of better better vision for what was going on um and you know if, if if ideas didn't necessarily pan out in vector then it wasn't like they weren't going to make it onto another album we kind of knew that strong ideas we couldn't get to work on vector would would almost certainly end up um you know wor- working on virus once we gave them a bit more time and that was that was definitely the case with a few songs on virus that that more or less spawned from from ideas either kind of that we, that we couldn't get onto Vector for whatever reason, either because it was, ended up being too long or we just didn't have the time to really develop them. Um, and it, it, in kind of doing that as well, it, it, it allowed us not to worry about making such long albums either because we've, in the past, we've always tried to pack in as much music as we possibly can into, you know, what, whatever can fit onto a CD. But I suppose with these two albums, we've tried to keep things a bit more concise because we knew they were kind of kind of you know meant to go hand in hand together but um at the same time we kind of wanted to make more concise albums anyway because you know music's not all about you know is it i mean it's 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 uh i guess quality over quantity you could say um which isn't necessarily something that your average prog listener might relate to because you know prog heads are just so into long songs and often forget to actually listen for listen to the music itself rather than looking at how long it is but um that's something we've, we've tried to step away from i think in recent years is just try and think more about the song and the album as a whole and, and less about going overboard with long songs and but um yeah i mean all of that said i sound like a complete hypocrite because you know there's, there's a song like messiah complex on there which is totally over the top and <laughs> very long and ridiculous <laughs> and, you know it's it's funny because you know it's like a, with the track listing of you know a messiah complex is uh, broken up in uh, to different segments and i think it really does work that way because i think for some kind of progressive fans that they'll be able to uh, appreciate the the segments more apart from each other and then there's the classic prog fans that are going to be able to enjoy it as one long piece and being able to approach it that way so i think it's you know, having it kind of together like that is a, a good way to go about it. Yeah, it, it was. It was always meant to be one long piece, um, but the, the the process of writing it just—I don't know—ended up being quite a different uh, a different experience for us than usual because we kind of had to do some different things that we're we're not used to doing. You know, it's, certainly in terms of the structure, we, we're used to kind of working with very familiar structures within our music and we rarely sort of deviate from those because they kind of work for us and they work for the song. Um, but with, with Messiah Complex, we kind of threw that out the window um, and just uh, freed ourselves up to just kind of be a lot more through composed with the way that we wrote. 
Um, and it, it kind of yeah, it then it then allowed allowed us to kind of justify having songs within a song, which is which is quite a nice little thing to try. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it seems to have worked pretty well. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And yeah, I mean when you got some of the more uh, I wouldn't say sim- simpler songs, but some of the shorter songs that are going on throughout the album, and then you you have a, a longer song like Carousel, and then you have the the entirety of Messiah Complex. I mean, there's a little bit of something for every kind of uh, Haken fan and it's it's cool to see how you know uh, you're able to approach all these different styles together on one album while having it fit together with everything else and being able to continue to forge forward it's so cool yeah we're, we, I mean you know it's not we, we're always we're always trying to keep a good musical balance whenever we write an album and um, you know we never set out to just write one in one particular way and with one particular sound we always want to keep things as diverse as possible but at the same time find a way to draw it all together and make sure it all has the same kind of tone to it even if it's super heavy or really gentle um and yeah i think this this kind of this album kind of just just about sort of um walks the tightrope there it's kind of as as eclectic and diverse as we've ever been but it's still one cohesive album um and yeah as you say there's 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 definitely something for everyone in there 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 really is i mean it's it's a pretty pretty broad spectrum of music that we're that we're working with so yeah i I hope um i hope it is a is a big big pleaser for the fans for sure oh yeah as a longtime fan of the band and uh being able to help promote you guys like i i am i was so excited to see that you guys were working on this album and i just remember kept listening to vector and you know with the fact that that was you know just about like a 45 minute album almost 46 minutes and you know i was just always hoping that uh sometime down the road that you guys were going to be working on some way to be able to continue what was uh, going on with the stories because it just it felt like you'd be able to continue on so much with it and i'm glad to see that you guys were already thinking of that before uh, vector was even released being able to work on both albums and continue on like that and you know just showing that uh, you guys know exactly what you're doing and being able to make sure that the band is going in the direction that you want it to go in yeah definitely um i mean all of that said though we we, we have actually hoped to get the album finished and out a lot sooner um i mean the the initial kind of idea was to to surprise fans maybe like about a year after vector came out so definitely no later than that we wanted to try and do it all within a year finish the album because because we had so much leftover material from vector we were really confident that we'd we'd get a really great album out of the rest of the material that we had we all we were kind of telling ourselves oh you know virus is half written already when vector was recorded um so yeah, I mean, we, we 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 kind of had that in mind, but so many other things came up. Vector ended up being a very very successful album, and we were we were touring it so much that it, it was kind of difficult to really focus on new music at the time. We ended up pushing it back. The plan was to record it, I think, last October. In the end, we were, we were going to try and finish the album. Um, before going on tour with Devin Townsend in November. So we wanted to have it all completed before then, and then that didn't happen, so that pushed us back another couple of months, really, with the Devin tour. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right in a way. We're, we're, we're trying to steer our own path, for sure. 
But um, at the same time, you get unexpected things like just so much touring and, and, and the Devon support slots and, and all that kind of thing, which is which is fantastic. That's what we need to be doing, essentially, to, to build the band. Um, yeah, so uh, we, we want to be putting out new music as often as possible, but at the same time, we want to be touring as well. Tricky balance. Oh, exactly. And when those opportunities come up, you obviously want to be able uh, to take them. And, you know, just like you said, with uh, Vector being able to get uh, so much acclaim and so much uh, recognition i mean you want to be able to go out there and be able to play these shows and of course uh, anytime that you can play with devin townsend be able to get that fan base of his behind haken as well i mean that's always going to be a great thing and you know with all of that i think it actually benefits virus because uh you know with with it being such a longer time and of course uh, the times that we're in right now we just need some good distractions and for a lot of people like myself just being able to check out some great music and knowing that uh, there is virus on the horizon for people uh, coming out next month and uh, for myself luckily being able to check it out before others and really being able to enjoy it but I also think on the other side of that uh, comes with uh, the videos for the singles as well because uh, of course uh, earlier today uh, Canary Yellow uh, was released in video form and that's one of the most gorgeous videos I've ever seen and I don't know if it would have turned out that way had the album come out last year yeah, no, that's a totally, totally fair point. And actually, you know, we, we weren't necessarily going to go with Canary Yellow for the for the for the video and actually last year it, it was a completely different story the album was in a different place um canary yellow was in a very different place it wasn't necessarily one of the one of the contenders for the album um but so much of the album changed actually when we went on tour with devin because we had so much time on our hands thankfully having the support slot you know we, we're not really used to doing support tours when you support another band you actually have so much more free time um and obviously we could have used that time to go and sightsee and relax and party and do whatever we wanted to do be tourists but we, we were we actually got our heads down and uh, we had so much work still to do on the album we, we pretty much spent every spare minute together sort of finalizing arrangements reworking songs one song that was really far along we ended up completely striking from the album um canary yellow was was kind of half done but we weren't particularly happy with it at the time and then suddenly we we, we broke through a few barriers with it and we were like actually this is a really strong song now it's definitely a single contender um and it really sort of paints a different a different sound into the album that we we wanted we wanted to get in there so yeah that that tour actually changed the entire album for the better so yeah you, you're spot on there really actually it did it, it, um you know time time has been uh, has been on our side with this one i think oh it's so great to hear that so with that in mind uh, of course uh, with the video being able to come out today where did the concept come from to be able to make a video like this well, we wanted to put out an animation. Um, you know, we're, we're not we're not big fans of performance videos, believe it or not. We don't we don't really like the idea of just sort of rocking out and, and getting filmed doing it. Um, we're, we're obviously big believers in our own music, and we love performing live. But the the performance video thing is is a real strange one for us. So we try any opportunity to go down a different path, and we're big fans of animation. Um, and we we always try and get some sort of animated video done on an album. Um, 
and yeah, this was this was a really good opportunity with this song because it had a nice. It's, it's not too long because animations can go can get pretty expensive if you're kind of going over four minutes. Um, the concept that I think Charlie and Ross kind of came up with um, seemed to seemed to work really well. Um, and then yeah, we handed it over to Miles, uh, the guy who basically created it. He goes. He, he's with a company called Crystal Spotlight, um, and uh, honestly, like we're all pretty blown away because we've worked with Miles before. We worked with him on Affinity. Actually, we we did the Initiate video with him, the Earthrise video, um, even the video for the Laps as well. And, you know, it's all, all fantastic stuff. But this one is like a it's like another level. Um, he's really really pulled out all the stops. He's 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 you know he's he's shown us some really great director chops as well as animation chops and. It's, yeah, we're, we're really, really pleased with how it's come out. Oh, as you should be as well. I absolutely love it. I mean, I love the concept that's going on with the video. I love the fact that it is in this animation form. And, you know, it's just like it's so beautiful and it's so sad towards the end. And, you know, it's just like it hits so many different kinds of emotions in this four minutes. And, you know, it's always great to hear that from a band. You know, it's like a, especially a band that's like known for doing longer songs and wanting to be able to, to do something different and show some shorter songs when you can pack all of that emotion into one song into one video it just it makes the song stand out so much more and you can appreciate it so much more yeah I agree as I said we, we were all really into the song and we wanted it to be represented as a single for the album but the video really has taken the song to a totally new level which we didn't really anticipate honestly um, you know especially with the budgets that we have to work with on our, on our albums we, we don't get a whole lot of money to, to sort of throw at videos and animations are really expensive if you want to get a really good animation often you have to spend a lot more money than we spent on that one um, so yeah as I said we're all so chuffed with what Miles has done. He's really very, very talented and, and works way, way above and beyond um, his his pay grade. So uh, yeah, really. Uh, I hope I hope the video alone kind of you know takes takes people to a new place with the song and hopefully opens opens the door for new fans um, because yeah, a, a good video really can do that. I think with a band. Oh, I couldn't agree more. So getting back into uh, both with Vector and with Virus. I mean, what was it like on your end uh, re- recording? these and working on these at the same time you know like uh, behind the drums I mean what was that like for you to be able to uh, work on the drums for both of these it was really tough um, but it was it was kind of tough partly because so much of the music we're writing is a lot of it is, is becoming more and more technical but also the way that we write for ourselves is becoming more and more challenging I mean speaking for myself I write in a very very meticulous way now I mean even compared to when I was doing when we were working on Affinity so Vector and Virus you know the, the drum parts are, are, are thought through note for note symbol for symbol ghost note for ghost note I mean it's 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 over the top really but it's a it's a very kind of um very composed almost a kind of classical approach i guess you could say so that to the point where i'm kind of scoring out all of my parts um learning them that way and then reading them when i record uh when i rec- actually record re- recorded both of those albums um and yeah as i said because of the, t- the sort of technical um challenges within the music the time changes the kind of extravagant arrangements um it uh it, it, but both albums have pushed me to my absolute limits as a drummer um and uh yeah i mean it's it's, it's great when they're done and it, it feel, you get a great sense of achievement and a huge sense of relief um but the the recording process itself is is very strenuous the learning process you know practicing all of that stuff before i have to record it 
is like absolutely maxing out every day with sometimes seven or eight hours practice um just just literally uh racking up the time for the sake of it almost you know pretty pretty bad practice to be fair but it kind of has to be cram learned when i'm when i'm trying to sort of learn an entire album that's pushing me in the space of like a few weeks um it's uh yeah it, 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 it's, it's got pretty unhealthy at times but i mean it, I don't know. I don't know if there's any other way around it for me. To be honest, I just work like that. My mind is a bit, a bit over the top. Oh, and but the great thing is, it does work out so very well in in the final product. I mean, from the production standpoint, uh, you know, Nolly doing an, an another amazing job for you guys, and just uh, hearing every note that you're able to pull off, and especially when it gets towards the end of Virus. I mean, when it gets into Actobius Rex, and you just you're going like a full on assault towards the end of that. I mean, it's just incredible to see what. <laughs> you can pull off on there and just like i mean whether you're doing something a little more simple or you're going insane like that i mean the fact that you do have everything so thought out and you want it to be uh in scored and readable and being able to like show off that it is really composed i mean it shows a lot for your talents of what you can do yeah no you're, you're right i mean if you if you compare if you compare sort of Canary Yellow to the Messiah Complex, two completely different songs, one very simple on the surface, one incredibly difficult and technical and all over the place on the surface. Um, but yeah, both of them kind of have taken equal amounts of thought and time to actually consider every note that I play. Because, I mean, especially when you're playing more spacious, simple, stripped-back music, it almost becomes more important what you're playing note for note. Um, and then, yeah, with the, with, the, with the busy, crazy elements of Messiah Complex, you know, it's, it's so important how precise you are with, with the way that you write parts and um, make sure, because because there is so much going on, you want to make sure that you're with what's going on and not against what's going on. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it can be a real challenge when the music is so off the wall to start with. Oh, I can absolutely imagine. But again, at least uh, from my standpoint, I mean, I love the way that both albums have turned out. I love the fact that they work together so very well. And, you know, the fact, again, the fact that uh, Virus is already picking up uh, in in great ways. I mean, between amazing videos, of, you know, for this and for Prosthetic and uh, being able to promote the album in such a way and with the album coming out next month i mean i really love to see that uh, even with these dark times that you guys are still going forward you're still able to uh, promote the band and you know hopefully in time with uh, being able to get back out there doing the shows being able to promote this album in the proper way and everything just going forward i mean it really sounds like you guys are going in the right direction for that yeah, I think it, in a way, I mean, it, it felt it felt pretty rough having to sort of finish a tour at the halfway point. But at the same time, we've, we we had done a lot leading up to that. And if it was, you know, if we if we were a couple of months behind on our schedule, then the album would, would have had to have been completely put on hold because we wouldn't have we wouldn't have finished it yet. You know, we only we only finished it kind of just before we went on tour with Devin at the end of February. So. You know, if, if 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 we if we if we were a month behind our schedule, that we 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 probably wouldn't even be having this conversation at the moment, and we'd be kind of really sat at home twiddling our thumbs. Whereas at least, okay, we can't tour, but at least we've we've definitely got new music on the way, and that that's a start, and that's going to hopefully build a new audience on top of our existing audience, and just sort of help uh, help pave the way for whatever touring we do end up eventually. Uh, 
going and doing. Oh yeah, I totally see that happening, and I, I really hope that it does happen for you guys as well too. I mean, you know, with a uh, especially like what you said with uh, the touring being cut in half for the North American tour, and you know, well, uh, of, of course with uh, having virus. I mean, thankfully it was done, so we are able to enjoy it. I'm able to enjoy it now, and everyone else is going to be able to pick it up in June uh, through Inside Out Music, and just I this is an album that I think uh, a lot of prog fans really need right now and uh, the fact that you guys have put out another absolutely stellar album from start to finish it's just it's really got me excited to see those live shows when they happen it's got me excited to see what you guys are going to be doing for the next release that you guys do and just everything going forward mm, yeah as I said I mean we're, we're so excited for the album and we just hope hope all of this blows over as soon as possible so we can we can really start trying to play the stuff live and, and, and get it out there and tour the world do it all over again but just bigger and better oh for sure and you know I think with that I think that's an amazing note to end on and uh, once again thank you very much for taking the time to be able to talk to me about everything that's going on in the world of Haken right now and of course Virus which is coming out the 5th of June through Inside Out Music I love this album it's easily going to be one of my favorite albums of 2020 come the end of the year when everyone does their best of lists and I I really hope that uh, everyone goes out and picks this album out because there's a little bit of something for every kind of prog fan out there and I'm so glad to see an album like this come out in 2020 especially during these dark times yeah well thanks a lot Josh thanks for having me and um, yeah roll, roll on the album roll on June
That's the show you just got done here in Haken with Prosthetic, the first track and the first single off the brand new album from Haken, Virus, which is available now for Inside Out Music. And before that, starting off the show this week was my interview with Haken's Ray Hearn. Coming up now, we're going to be going from the world of UK progressive metal to German power metal to talk about the brand new album from Gravedigger, which is the third album in their Scottish War trilogy, Fields of Blood, which is available now through Napalm Records. In this interview, I talked to the founder of Gravedigger, Chris Boltendahl, to talk about how they came together making this third and final album of their Scottish War trilogy. Hopeful plans when everything gets back to normal, the fact that they're already working on their next album, and so much more. And following my interview with Chris Boltendahl of Gravedigger, you'll be playing easily one of the fastest songs on the album, known as Fields of Blood, the song known as Lines of the Sea. How are you, show doing? I'm doing great, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you very much. Oh, awesome. Well, it's great to be able to catch up with you again and be able to talk about some brand new music from Gravedigger. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and what a great album it is. I mean, it's great to be able to see a, a finale to this amazing trilogy that has been going on in the band now for since 96 now with Fields of Blood, which is coming up the 29th of May through Napalm Records. I just think this is such a great classic album, and it's great to be able to see this theme uh, finally tackled again. Yeah, I, I'm really happy that you enjoyed this album. And uh, yeah, it's the end of uh, a trilogy about Scottish history. And uh, yeah, we are really proud because uh, this year is the 40th anniversary of the band. Uh, Fields of Blood is the 20th uh, album of the band. And uh, to make an album about Scottish history is always special because uh, 
especially I love love this country and uh, I'm really addicted to this uh, battlefield stuff and castle stuff and all this uh, famous people like Robert the Bruce or William Wallace Queen Mary and uh, I couldn't find a better topic for this anniversary CD you know oh yeah and you know when you have two classic albums that came before it in this trilogy I mean this album really does just feel like it was meant to be a part of it and you know both thematically both musically and again you know it's just like a great way to be able to wrap up this trilogy when it comes to Scottish history and it's just great to be able to see that I mean especially considering like you said the 40th anniversary of the band and the band's 20th album yeah yeah for sure uh, what is your question <laughs> oh, oh no oh, oh there, no question there it's just that it was so great to be able to see that but um, you know getting back into the questions there I mean what, what was it like when you knew this was coming up I mean what was it like to be able to start writing for this album Oh, that was our idea when uh, two years ago I was with my family in, in Scotland and my boy uh, was 12 years at this time and I showed him all the battlefields and we moved to the castles and I told him the story about Scottish history and and he was really interested and, and at this time I'm, I'm noticed by myself that I'm not ready talking about this topic you know that, that I have to tell the people a little bit more about this and from this time on the idea was born I called Axel from my vacation and said Axel what do you think about doing another record about Scotland he said yes great idea and uh, I started writing lyrics directly in my vacation and uh, yeah it was like uh, coming out of my soul and uh, it was natural to wrote, to wrote this album and uh, yeah it, it was it's some kind of magic have you ever been to Scotland uh, unfortunately not yet okay you have to do it if uh, the travel restrictions are open or uh, uh, finished then you have to move one one day you have to move to Scotland it's it's fantastic it's 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 a landscape you will never forget and uh, to do an album about that is uh, yeah it's a pleasure it's uh, yeah it's, it's really awesome yeah and I've heard so many great things about Scotland when it comes to the the landscape uh, the nature that the history behind the country I mean there's so many things to uh, enjoy about the country and you know and that's why I always love when a band tackles history when it comes from uh, different countries or uh, different scenarios and yeah you know just uh, thinking about it again and just being able to have another album in in this style and just being able to talk about more uh, about war being able to uh, cover so much ground with it I mean I really want to be able to check out the country one day and be able to enjoy all three of these albums at the same time yeah, I think so. Uh, it is, it's a soundtrack. If you travel to Scotland, uh, our albums could be a soundtrack for you. You know, if you if you rent a car and driving to the Highlands, listening to to uh, the heart of Scotland, it could be a very good idea for you. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. I mean, once the travel restrictions let up, I mean, that definitely is something that is on my radar to be able to do for sure and you know listening to this album it's even more of a reason to do it and you know being able to compare to uh, the previous albums you know it's just it's it's great to see that uh, the the love and the joy for writing in this style writing about these themes writing about scotland is still something that you keep very near and dear because this album just sounds like it's such a sincere love letter to the country <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, after after so many, uh, uh, I declare it uh, normal albums like uh, Return of the Repo or uh, The Living Dead or Heal by Metal. It was uh, a question of time that we returned to concept CDs because uh, it's different if you if you uh, write a normal album uh, say is uh, then you have first a guitar more or less but if you start with a with a concept CD you have at first a concept then you have the lyrics then you're thinking about okay this lyric what what I have to explain to the people with this kind of lyric how can I fit it with the music <coughs> and then yeah you it's it's like uh, you're building a, a wall of uh, bricks you know standing brick by brick and then at the end you have the wall there and uh, that is uh, and then also you have to do it like a complete album you know and uh, to write an album or to create an album about Scottish history or, or in general a concept city it's like to do a movie you know because I want to give the people some pictures with the music in their heads not only listen to the music but also have something in their mind when they listen to the music oh very much so and that's all the more reason why i'm i was so happy to see the singles that were released for this album because it does give off visually so much to enjoy i mean when you have something like lines of the sea uh, I, I really do enjoy that song. I mean, that just feels like a classic Gravedigger song. And then when you got something like Thousand Tears and you're able to have Nora from uh, uh, Battle Beast a part of that as well, too. I mean, it was great to be able to see her contribution to the album as well. Yeah, at first we had uh, uh, Alicia from uh, Arch Enemy in our mind. But she was overworked and she didn't have time. So we remember that we played a lot of... A lot of uh, shows together with Battle Beast and uh, then they have one killer track I will never forget it's uh, Black Ninja so uh, I said to Axel hey we have uh, Nora we, because she's a hell of a singer so we contact her and uh, she agreed from the first second said okay I want to do some some music with a legends gravedigger from Germany and uh, yeah we did it she's so she can sing so emotional and give her give the voice of Queen Mary a new picture you know and uh, yeah really proud to do it with her together oh yeah and her voice just fits so naturally with the band too and it was great to be able to see uh, her contributions with that as well uh, you know when it came to being able to show these uh, visually I mean how hard of a decision was it to be able to choose these two songs as singles uh, oh, we agreed just together with uh, the record company. We have our favorites, and the record company had uh, their favorites. But uh, at the end, we 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 find a conclusion for these three songs, and we want to show the difference of uh, uh, the songs in between this album. And that is the reason why we choose these uh, three three tracks. You know. Oh, yeah, and I think between all three tracks, when it comes to All for the Kingdom and Thousand Tears and Lines of the Sea, I mean, it really does show that variety of the band and the variety of the album, and especially when it's a concept album, you don't want to be able to give everything away from, from it, and I think between all three of these tracks, I think there's enough to make you want to dive in and see what this album is all about. 
Uh, what is exactly your question? I didn't understand now. Oh, no. I, I was just uh, uh, agreeing that uh, all three of these songs are oh, uh, great choices to be able to show off the album in the different sides of the band. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because uh, there are so many different songs. Uh, there are a couple of more uh, different songs on this album to show uh, what's going on, you know. So uh, I think uh, it's a very interesting album also because it, it shows the band in, in different styles too, you know? Oh, absolutely. So, with that in mind, I mean, obviously, Gravedigger is known for some of the best heavy metal artwork out there, and of course, with the 20th album, the 40th anniversary of the band, and being able to conclude uh, this uh, Scottish trilogy, I mean, what was it like to be able to uh, put together the artwork for this album? The, the last year, since 2003, we worked together with an, an artist from Hungary. His name is Gulia Havancak. And uh, for this album, for the new one, we I thought that we like to do something uh, different because I want to get back to the to the touch of Tunes of War from Andreas Marshall. And uh, I found a guy in on, on in Facebook who's doing normally uh, only death metal covers, totally crazy stuff. But I liked his style, how how he was painted or how he's painting these covers. And I contact him and say, well, you like to do a Gravedigger cover? And he said, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, two hours later, as I heard, had my first draft on the table here. And then, yeah, he did it. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. So many details. And you can't see the details on the CD, you know. And uh, But if you have this LP, this vinyl thing, uh, that is really, really great. For a CD, this cover is too, too good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just imagining that. I mean, when uh, the final, uh, the vinyl version does come out and you're able to have that in your hands, being able to see this artwork and being able to see all the little details that's going into it, all the, the battle and chaos that's going on in the cover alone, let alone being able to check out uh, the rest of the artwork of the album. I mean, it's just simply beautiful. Yeah, I agree totally. I, I like the color, the, the colors also, and uh, the green highlands. Uh, the cover representing good the music on this album. And that is important. That the cover is, uh, yeah, showing what's what kind of music it is, you know, and uh, that is a union, the cover and the music, a unit. Oh, very much so. And, of course, another reason that I always appreciate Gravedigger, and again, it's shown with Fields of Blood, is that every single song feels like it could be something that could be played live. And it was great to be able to hear that again. And, and of course, with everything that's going on in the world right now, uh, a lot of live shows, uh, possibly for the rest of the year, uh, especially for the summer, is uh, been canceled or postponed or whatever the case is. And I can just imagine that um, it, it, it's kind of be a little disappointing to be able to not be able to promote this album live it, coming up w with uh, the release of of the 20th album in 40 years in 2020. Yeah, it's a pity that we can't play any live shows. I don't know when when it'd be possible to return to stage. But uh, when we write songs, we always keep an eye on, on it that we can represent uh, or play the songs also live, how they will work out live. And I think that the most songs on this album will work pretty good. So pray for, for the metal scene that 
the virus will disappear, like Mr. Trump says, like an invisible virus someday. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the end, uh, nobody knows. And uh, as long as the virus is still alive, it's it's um, yeah, it's a problem to make shows, bigger shows, festivals. But hope will never die. Oh, that, that is such a great outlook on it, and I really hope that that does happen too, where uh, this virus does become so minimal and uh, hopefully vanish if not uh, everyone's bodies are able to become immune to this virus and we're able to enjoy shows and festivals and clubs again, because I am just imagining for the Gravedigger set, I'm just imagining the aesthetics that I'd be going into the live set, and I just imagine uh, how beautiful everything will look once you guys are able to get back on stage and be able to promote this album properly yeah for sure because uh, you write music uh, to perform the music live you know not uh, making records uh, for, for nothing but uh, we decided uh, that we only go back to to stage if we got the freedom to do a real live show not playing in, in drive-in cinemas, you know, or streaming shows. That is, everything is boring. A real heavy metal show needs sweat and screaming people and headbanging and everything. And if you were playing in front of 300 cars, it's, I never can imagine that that will happen in a good way. So I hope that we get the freedom back next year to return to stage in a normal and practical way Gravity is used to. And uh, yeah, we will put some of uh, Feeds of Blood songs in our set list, put on the kills again and heading to the stage. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I, it's, it's funny that you do bring that up. I mean, when it comes to all these uh, alternative ideas that people are coming up with, with either live stream shows or uh, being able to like go to like a, a drive-in movie, ex except it's like a drive-in concert and all these other ideas that just don't seem like it would work out well. I mean, especially for heavy metal, especially for a band like Gravedigger. I mean, that experience of being able to get as close as you can to the stage, being able to uh, cheer and sing along with the band, I mean, you you just can't get that in any other experience other than being at a normal live show, and hopefully that does happen again, because there's so many anthemic songs that are from Fields of Blood that really feel like it needs that representation, and of course being able to actually tour behind 40 years of the band, I mean, that's such an accomplishment, and you can guys deserve to be able to tour and promote the band on such a glorious occasion yeah if you can't promote an album that is uh, yeah that is uh, it's a shame you know and uh, but on the other side we don't have uh, we don't have another chance you know we the only thing is that we can promote it through the internet thanks god it's a good thing now the internet and uh, yeah bringing the people uh, to our music and then hope that next year everything goes the normal way, you know. Oh, very by, nice. way, by the way, if we can't play any shows until next year, we will do definitely another record. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wondering about that, too. I mean, especially within uh, the last few years, being able to see uh, the, the amount of amazing work that's been going on throughout i mean especially since heal by metal i mean uh, being able to see the the workload that's going into the band and you know if if unfortunately it does have to wait till 2021 i just imagine that there's so much great music that you have going on and that can be released in that time 
Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> because our creativity won't die, you know. The virus can't kill creativity. And uh, I think that we start uh, next month uh, thinking about new songs and uh, and we found a new concept for the next album already. <clears throat> so, yeah, life goes on beside the virus and uh, we have a lot of ideas, excellent eye, and we will start definitely. We, we don't hang around and, and yelling what, what happened. Oh, we can't play any live show because of the virus. So we give a shit on it. And doing our what we can do best, writing songs, and perhaps we can perform them in the future. Oh, and that's just got me so excited that uh, the band is already thinking that far ahead and having a concept for the next album. I mean, I'm very excited to see where things go because it really does feel like with every subsequent Gravedigger album, you guys are able to push yourselves uh, either in production or songwriting or the overall feel of the band. It just continues to get better and better with each release. <laughs> That is our target. We don't want to step back, you know, and uh, that is the reason why we uh, really uh, take care of our own music and uh, we like to improve from album to album. And uh, we sing a lot of our music. We have a lot of creativity and also we would like to give the best quality to the fans. And that's the reason why we make it like a master plan when we do a new record. Oh, that's such a smart way to do it, too. I mean, and, you know, going back uh, earlier in the conversation, I mean, whether you're writing a standard Gravedigger album and, you know, being able to tackle like darker themes, especially in the last few albums, like uh, with The Living Dead and with Healed by Metal, or being able to write a full on concept album, like being able to finish off uh, the Scottish War trilogy here. I mean, I always love the difference. Different approaches that you take with it and you make a the album like a master plan like you said being able to you know really give it your all making sure that you're writing the best songs possible that fans are going to enjoy it and that the band is going to enjoy pl writing and playing those songs as well yeah what is exactly your question now Oh, oh, uh, oh, I'm just uh, continuing on with, with those thoughts. I, I just really do appreciate that so much time and effort goes into every, writing every single album rather than just uh, writing an album, then releasing it, writing an album, then releasing it. I mean, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into every single album to make sure it's the best that it can. And I'm, I fully appreciate that you do that with every album. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of hot blood uh, in this kind of music and also in the concept and uh, we're working more or less on every album uh, yeah six seven eight months you know and uh, it, yet you have to listen on this album or in every album that is uh, yeah we spend a lot of time a lot of blood and sweat in, in, in writing our music creating good songs for the people outside and uh for us, it's uh, yeah, really, really important that people can listen to that. You know, not to, nowadays music is such kind, such kind of fast food. You know, and uh, also with Spotify, people listen and said, oh, "I don't like, I don't like." When I was a young kid, uh, metal or especially music was uh, culture. You know, nowadays music is some kind of fast food. 
Oh, absolutely. I see it turning into that every single day. And uh, so many musicians are just worried about having one good single off an album instead of making sure that the whole album is great. And that's all the more reason why I'm so happy to see that you guys wrote a full-on concept album because I enjoy listening to albums from start to finish. I love being able to hear the first track and how it gets to the last track and being able to see everything that goes in between and see where the band is at that, that particular time and with every gravedigger album there's so many great fun catchy songs a lot of the dark themes that go into it as well but every time that i put on a, a full gravedigger album i know i'm gonna enjoy it from start to finish and you know it, it might be a dying art form to to focus so much on the full album and making sure it's the best that it can be but i can't appreciate enough that you continue to do that yeah, we we like what we do best, writing music, heavy metal music, you know, and uh, that is our life, that is our passion, and we will carry on. I hope that we have another 10 years that we can celebrate and 50th anniversary some someday, you know. Oh, I would love to see that happen, too, and all the material that could be written in that time. And again, going back into it, I, I love the fact that even though Fields of Blood is uh, coming out at the end of the month through Napalm Records, that you're already thinking about the next album and wanting to make sure that that's going to be the best that it can be when that gets released. Yeah, yeah, we are happy that it will come out in two, two weeks. and. Uh yeah, we are really excited about what, what the people outside will think about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. And again, I can say that I, I love this album. I love how everything ties in together conceptually. And, you know, just continuing continuing on proving that uh, Gravedigger just gets better with every subsequent album. And it's awesome to be able to talk to you once again, to be able to promote Gravedigger and being able to now promote Fields of Blood coming out the 29th of May through Napalm Records. I can't wait for everyone else to be able to check it out in a couple weeks from today. And it was great to be able to get your insight into the band and into the album and hopefully everything that goes into the future as well. We hope so too, my friend. And I wish you a lot of health. Yeah, stay metal and uh, we can talk at the next record again. <laughs> Yeah.
and welcome back to the show. In the beginning of the second hour of the show, you just got done hearing Gravedigger with Lines of the Sea off the 2020 album Fields of Blood, which is the third and final album of their Scottish War trilogy, which is available now through Napalm Records. And before that was my interview with the founder of Gravedigger, Chris Boltdahl. Right now is my third and final interview for the show this week. Started off the show with some UK prog, then we moved over to some German power metal, but now how about some Canadian power metal dash death metal from the band Crimson Shadows to talk about their brand new EP, The Resurrection, which is also available now on Napalm Records. In this interview, I taught the drummer Corey Hoffing to talk about everything that's going on in the world of Crimson Shadows, his ideal scenario to be able to work with other bands in a touring capacity, what he's been doing during this quarantine, and so, so much more. And following my interview with Corey of Crimson Shadows, Betrayed by Thy King, which is the first track off the brand new 2020 EP, The Resurrection. Hey, man. Oh, no, I can hear you. Yeah, I'm just, I got it on my phone now. Is this, does this sound a little better to you? Yeah, it sounds a lot better. I can hear you. I can hear you good. Okay, awesome. Um, cool. I'm also recording the audio, like, through, like, actual mic on my end. Um, just, like, my side of it. Okay. So, um, actually, I had, fuck, man. I hate, I got this new phone, and it doesn't have, like, a fucking output, like, a regular eighth inch out. Oh, really? Yeah, hold on, I, I found a set of headphones. So, like, the only headphones I have are the shitty ones that it came with that I can use, and I bought all these, like, Chinese adapters, Yeah. and they just, they all broke. I bought, like, four of them, they all broke. Oh, damn. All right, can you, can you still hear me? I can. Okay, excellent. So, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, uh, thank you very much for taking time to do this. I know it's been a, a long time coming, a few years now. We've been uh, trying to get this uh, going in one way or the other, and I'm glad we're finally able to do it. Yeah, man, it's crazy, because I've been, um, uh, for years, uh, there's been a couple guys that have wanted to do interviews, and I've just like, either been so busy or um, kind of just like keeping to myself and not really doing a whole lot of interviews or anything and then now I'm just I'm sitting around doing nothing literally I'm either playing drums all day or I'm mixing my drums all day so it's great to just sit back have a conversation and uh, and have a beer you know oh awesome yeah and you know along with that you know it's like even though it is just like one of those unfortunate unfortunate situations that's going on right now around the world I mean I'm glad to see that you are still being active I mean being able to play drums being able to mix your drums being able to work on music you know all this great stuff to be able to help help when all of this eventually passes oh absolutely i am extremely fortunate um uh with the place that i live i have like a basement jam space and small studio set up um now if this was two years ago i was living in toronto in a little uh basement apartment and uh i had a small studio but i didn't have my drums and i didn't have a digital drum kit it was a really it was a hard time um but where i'm at now i i got land and uh so i can get out and walk around the farm and stuff like that it's 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 really like the ideal setup for what what's going on right now and being completely isolated from everyone oh absolutely and yeah i mean that that's great to see that i mean the fact that you are able to get outside the fact that you are able to play the uh the fact you can work on music and you know just uh, all this great stuff that's going on and you know there's a lot of great stuff that's been happening to you since uh, the first time we were supposed to be uh doing an interview together a few years ago i mean since uh, the last crimson shadows album i mean it's great to see everything that you got going on 
Yeah, um, since then, like, um, the, the tour has calmed down a, a, a fair bit, but, uh, yeah, I was, uh, filling in, aside from all the Crimson Shadow stuff, like, I was filling in for multiple bands around Toronto, drummers are always needed, uh, and, uh, so I, I was playing for Experiment Specimen Live, I, um, was playing for Lotharo out of Hamilton, I recorded an EP with them, and played with them for about a year and a half, I think. Uh, and, uh, and then I, I started playing with, uh, Johnny Nocash and the Celtic Outlaws, uh, and we did a tour in Germany. Uh, we had a, a tour planned to go out east, uh, to Newfoundland. Um, we were actually supposed to be leaving tomorrow, <laughs> but, uh, we had to cancel that, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, every, like, I've been, I, I definitely keep busy, even when Crimson kind of, uh, died down and wasn't uh as as active as a band uh i i still keep keep busy if if i'm not doing music i just get into uh, a drunken hole of depression so i realized a long time ago i was like i need to keep doing music or else i'm gonna end up drunk in a ditch somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know with that i mean it's awesome to see all the different kinds of music that you're able to do that with and then you know i I remember like back in the day when you were first like asking facebook if you thought it was a good idea to try out for uh johnny no cash if that was like something that would even be of your interest and i'm glad to see how much the band has really gained in notoriety since you were able to join up with them yeah like uh it's really it's a weird subgenre that we're uh we've kind of undertaken um because it's not metal it's not country uh but we call it death country you know like and and we we have a huge fan base of uh super supportive metalheads in toronto and like across canada through the states and and germany and europe like we get orders from all over the place we just got pockets of these you know like amazing fans around the world now and it, it is really awesome to 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 see people kind of embracing like realistically it's just it's four metalheads trying to write country music music and that's it's just what you get you know i never know what johnny's gonna come up with when he he brings a song to us uh but we just kind of make it uh make it the best it can be and uh, i always try to make it as heavy as possible but uh you know that's my influence of things but uh yeah it's really it's it's been great and uh, and the metal community's uh super accepting of it the punk community and um even like more mainstream music fans uh are really digging it so uh it's 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 cool to be a part of a project that isn't just solely focused in metal you know Oh yeah, and that that really has to help with the creativity and inspiration too. I mean, I mean, obviously metal is such a, a great genre to play when you're a drummer because you get to show off so many different sides of your personality when it comes to that. I mean, being able to show off double bass, blast, uh, amazing fills, different kinds of cymbals, all that great stuff. But when you're able to not focus on metal for a bit and you're able to do something that's you know kind of metal adjacent but not really, and you're able to just like uh, being able to show off a different side of your yourself i mean it's really cool to see like all the influence that is uh, really coming through with johnny no cash and you know just uh, being able to just play something else and being able to have fun with that yeah absolutely honestly uh when it when i first started playing drums it was only probably about six months maybe a year before 
we started Crimson Shadows, and that was just me dicking around on the kit. So when we started, I was like, okay, I have to get really good really quickly, and like I have to play at 200 BPM like now. Uh, so drumming's always kind of been a like a I don't want to say a struggle, but something I've always uh, had to work at to keep up with. Uh, just because we're we're playing fast music, like back then at least, like two two ten was was fast. Nowadays, there's guys going three forty. I watched a video. I think it was um, Bleak Flesh of a song at three forty. I'm like, this is just getting ridiculous. Uh, but <laughs> oh, but for me, insane. like I'm just oh yeah, he's, he's absolutely nuts. Um, so I'm not even gonna try to compare myself to that. Um, but it's always been something that I, I've always had to work for. I, it's never um, come easy, and it's really nice to be able to sit back. And like before uh, uh, Johnny No Cash and Celtic Outlaws show, I can have a couple beers before we go on stage, feel loose. Uh, and you know, like just have a lot of fun up there. Uh, and you know, that's something like with, with Crimson or any, any metal band that I play for, I, I just take, I, I guess I take my playing a lot more seriously and I want every hit to be as bang on as possible. And if I have those couple beers before and I'm not as tight, like I easily blame it on that. But with Johnny No Cash, it's just something that it's just, it, it, we're out there having fun and we just want people to have fun with us you know it's not like that's it's not as serious of um from a musical standpoint of you know like like if you like playing metal if your blast beats aren't fucking perfect somebody's gonna fucking notice you know uh in the audience compared to us like we're just out there having fun we're rocking beers and we're just we're, we're there to bring the party you know <laughs> but also at the same time we are we we spend a lot of time rehearsing and a lot of time like honing our, our crafts uh, to, to make sure that it's not a complete mess on stage, even though we might be uh, a little too intoxicated to be up there, you know, but it's, it's a fun time anyways, and I love what we're doing. Oh, yeah, and it's definitely the kind of music where it calls for just having a great time. I mean, you know what the songs are going to be. I mean, unless it's the first time being able to check you guys out, you know, it's just it's about having a good time, being able to play some fun music, getting that crowd interaction to go along with with it i mean yeah just like you said i mean if you're not playing the exact right double bass or blast or something like that there's going to be you know other bands that will notice and they'll keep it to themselves there's the audience members who might come up to you oh that was a great show but i noticed you're kind of slipping on those blasts or something like that but something like this mm -hmm. you can just go out and have a good time and it's so great to do that yeah and trust me man i i make tons of mistakes we all do but we just smile and laugh our way through it like we we don't like get pissed off about it or anything like that and i think that alone brings the crowd closer and those those little mistakes that you make and everything it makes you human like like we're not perfect by any means we're just a bunch of guys writing songs and playing them for you you know so uh we like to have that like very intimate interaction with our audience as well like we party with our fans afterwards beforehand whatever <laughs> like you know we we're we don't think that we're any any bigger right so that, that those small little mistakes and everything if if you're gonna get all pissed off about it and then you know just stay home you know like other than that like we just we're just there to have fun, just like everyone else, you know? Um, 
it's it, it's really something special to be a part of right now and a, a part of my life too uh even though i'm surrounded by metal and that's like my my true love actually speaking of we uh we opened before this whole thing went down i think it was in the in the fall we opened for beyond creation uh so that goes to show and we did well too surprisingly we were like all right when we got the offer we were like i don't know how this is gonna go because uh, it's all death metal like tech death across the line and then us like just in the middle of the lineup and it was it went phenomenally like it, it was crazy seeing all these guys in long hair and black shirts and arms crossed and then they hear the acoustic guitar come through and they're like, what the fuck is this? And by the time we're two songs in, they're all smiling and dancing and having a great time, you know, like, so that was that was a really cool experience, uh, I think, for all of us, knowing that we can turn all these like serious like progressive metal guys and and just like allow them to let loose and just have a fun time, put a smile on, man. It's not all about fucking sweeps and shreds and you know getting out your calculator to count time signatures man <laughs> like it's just about having a good time and 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 having some beers with your your buddies and your family exactly and that that is what music should be about ultimately in the end i mean making the music that you want to make having fun making that music and you know obviously when things get back to normal being able to play shows with bands that you enjoy or being able to make new friendship with bands that you haven't heard of yet or uh, local bands international bands whatever the case is but you know just going out there and playing the music that you care about no matter what the genre is oh absolutely man absolutely couldn't agree more you know like there's like i, I listen to like uh, right now anyways like today a new uh black dahlia murder new aborted came out so i'm like all into the death metal uh but like most a lot of days even like i, I do listen to a lot of like um this amazing outlaw country artist uh, sarah shook and the disarmers and another like um kind of folk punk uh group called the bridge city sinners uh and I, i'm i'm starting to take a lot more influence uh from a lot of different uh genres and and, and bands that i connect with uh as i get older as well it's not just death metal all the time anymore but you know you gotta you gotta kind of expand your mind a little bit um when you're young you kind of just get focused and that's all you care about but uh you know as as you get older and grow up you know you kind of need different uh bands for different occasions and different feelings and different moods you may be in you know oh very much so and you know again i'm i'm glad to see that you are like that as well too and you know it goes back to what i was saying before i mean when you're able to do something like johnny no cash and then when uh, you start working on new crimson shadows music i mean it's great to be able to have like that rejuvenation because you get to go back and play something that you do enjoy which is metal but it's you know you just don't have to be metal centric 24 7 you're able to show off the different sides of you that way when you do get back into some metal it's even more fun to play now oh absolutely i will say that it is uh quite difficult because uh crimson did have such a long break there where we and like we got into the groove um after or like even before our um our kings among men release in 2014 is it it around 2012 we started touring more uh and then 2013 we kind of got in the groove of like um just rehearsing before a tour 
So we just get together like two weeks before and bang out like five or six rehearsals and then we're on tour and then we get home and, you know, once the next tour was coming up, we would we start rehearsing again for it and kind of just that that touring band mentality. Uh, so it wasn't like a weekly or biweekly thing. Uh, and then once uh, 2015, I believe we did, we toured with Unleash the Archers. And once that tour was over, uh, our vocalist Jimmy left the band. And so we weren't used to rehearsing. Uh, we started writing, which was fantastic, but I um, I just wasn't playing uh, as much, especially not with the band. So uh, when I started playing with Johnny No Cash, uh, I was jamming, I was playing, uh, but like when when we were uh, Crimson was gearing up to do some shows, like I had some serious work to do because I was. I was off the kit for like uh, playing metal, anyways, for maybe like a month or two at a time. So it was. It takes a lot of work to get back into it when you're not playing it constantly, um, and especially more not right now, but more recently in my recent years, uh, my work schedule has just been absolutely crazy. So the only time I really take out of working is for band rehearsals. So I've had to kind of set aside time, even if the band's not coming over to to hop on my kit and uh play some blast beats and all that to kick myself into shape i love this i love this time off right now because i'm i'm playing like almost every day and i have like warm up and and i'm pushing my bpms and like i have like set schedules i do uh once i hop on my kit and it's just it feels amazing i love it oh yeah and that that's another uh positive to look at with everything that is going on right now the fact that you are able to work so much on the drums and the fact that you are able to go from like working on the pads to being on the kits and you know being able to raise those bpms being able to rebuild that endurance and the speed and you know being able to just uh get back to where you are and being able to push yourself further and you know this this is a once in a lifetime thing where you're going to have this kind of opportunity where the entire world kind of shuts down and you do have this unexpected free time and the fact that you are taking so much advantage of it is a great thing well i i do my best i would be lying if i said i was playing drums all the time but uh i do enjoy uh having some beverages uh almost every night so and it's the it's the nights that we uh we get into them a little too hard uh the next day i usually just spend on the computer you know like editing stuff i can't move uh but no it is it's, it's great and um going into this new album uh crimson shadows has, has had essentially written for the past couple of years um now we did we released um the resurrection uh on march 13th which is an ep uh on napalm records but we do have a full length that we're gearing up to head into the studio for so this time i've i've uh i've spent uh doing all the pre-production tracks which i've tried to do over the past year or so uh but my work schedule like i work like 50 to 70 hours a week uh sometimes and you know it, it just gets really difficult to to focus on actually laying down proper tracks uh like i'll play over the songs and everything and kind of work out my parts but uh actually laying things down and getting it edited is it's a lot of work so 
Uh, I'm actually, I, I have, I think, two more songs to finish up of pre-production, uh, which I should be done in the next day or so. Uh, it's going going fantastic here. Uh, my girlfriend is uh, actually, she knows uh, a fair amount about uh, audio engineering and stuff, so she's helping me engineer, which is great, because I don't really have anyone else in my house that can do it. Um, and... Uh, yeah, uh, it, it's awesome just like taking the time to sit down and, and play and really focus on this new record. Uh, that way, when all this stuff is lifted and we can actually book studio time, because right now we don't know um, up here in Canada, we don't know where when we're going to be able to not self-isolate, you know. So a lot of studios aren't booking right now and. You know, so we're just we're just kind of uh, waiting to see. Uh, we really want this record out this year. We wanted it out last year, but you know, uh, that's how sh- how it goes sometimes. Uh, so we're going to be fully, fully prepared by the time we're able to enter the studio, or at least I will be. That's for sure. Yeah, and you know, it's it, it is unfortunate that uh, the new album isn't ready yet. But the fact that you are working on it now, hopefully with a release later this year, or or if it has to be twenty twenty one, you know, like uh, it, obviously there's a lot of extenuating circumstances going on right now. But you know, at least in the meantime, it's great to see that the resurrection did come out just a little bit uh, over a month ago, and it's it's such a great thing to be able to keep Crimson Shadows fans happy because it, it made me very happy to see that the CP was getting released. Being able to show the original side and being some, uh, showing some amazing covers on there too. I mean, the fact that you uh, were showing off Dragon Force and Stradivarius in the Crimson Shadow style, I thought that was just so cool. Yeah, that uh, like uh, the the Dragon Force one was uh, was a lot of fun, and uh, we we had played the Stradivarius one live several times and always got a really great response from it. Um, it's a super catchy. T- and I'm really surprised that um, a lot of people don't know that song from Stradivarius. It's not uh, one of their most popular, uh, but uh, it was it was it was a lot of fun doing it, you know. And we wanted to really bring or show that like um, these classic power metal songs can still have death metal vocals on it and can still have that aggressive edge. Like when we started the band, we wanted to write power metal songs and put death metal vocals to it. That's it. They're not writing the heaviest riffs or most brutal. No, we wanted to write straight up extreme power metal, like fast extreme power metal, like Dragon Force, but straight up death metal vocals. Because uh, we felt like that had that had never been done. And um, even though there's a, a ton of bands that um, have come out that are like super melodic and everything, I still feel like there isn't um, another band that really does it the same way we do it um, as far as just like straight up we write power metal when it comes down to what we do um, we write all the guitars and drums first and then we just send it to Jimmy and he he writes the vocals and 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 just screams over it. So, like, we write power metal, and then he puts death metal over it. That's 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 it, man. Um, so we wanted to kind of showcase that and show, like, how, our, like, our, our early influences, um, which Dragonforce and Stradivarius were, were huge. Kind of wish we did a Hammerfall cover as well, because that would have been uh, awesome. But, 
maybe on the next record we'll toss that in as a bonus uh <laughs> but yeah like um i i had a lot of fun re-recording the um the betrayed by the king uh drum tracks it had been a while since i'd even played that song so uh it was kind of cool revisiting it and hearing it uh with this new production and everything and we we had gained a lot of fans since that uh song was released in 2007 so we kind of wanted to just just show our new fans that uh, found out about us with the Kings Among Men and us being on Napalm now, we wanted to show them, like, this is where we came from. This was the first song that was released by the band uh, on our first EP. Uh, and, like, this this was the beginning, and then we're going to have a new album uh, full of brand new tracks, nine new tracks for you uh, coming soon. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and... You know, again, you know, it's just, it was so cool being able to take a song like that and uh, being able to show, like, uh, the new audience what you guys were about from the beginning and now where you guys are at right now. And then, yeah, just like uh, you were mentioning with the Stradivarius of Dragon Force. And yeah, that would have been really cool to be able to see a, a Hammerfall song in there, too. Like, yeah, I mean, if that ends up happening on the next album or something like that, I think that'd be really cool to see that. Yeah, I'll talk to the guys. I just, I just thought of that right now. But um, yeah, Hammerfall. Was definitely another one of those those bands that brought us together. There was a handful of power metal bands that kind of um, brought like myself, um, my brother Ryan, and and our other guitar player Greg, as well as our vocalist Jimmy, uh, together. And also Nocturnal Rights was another another huge huge band uh, that we all used to listen to. We used to throw parties at my place and have campfires and every time the Sacred Talisman would come on at some point, Jimmy would put on the Sacred Talisman and we'd all like raise our, our horns to the sky. And yeah, it was always a, a great time and there's just so much power metal influence even though we have death metal vocals we get put into that uh, melodic death metal realm um, but like you'll definitely hear maybe Kings Among Men did have more of that uh, heavy influence we we were a little short on time for um, finishing the writing for that album um, because we signed with Napalm and they, they wanted it out as soon as possible um, but this new one we've really taken our time we sat down we went part by part and just really really focused on like the best the best way that we can we can do this new record and try to make it as powerful as we can so there's there's definitely a lot more ups and downs in this rather than it just being like um, straightforward all the way through so I'm, I'm really excited about it I think this is the best material that we've uh, ever written uh, in the history of the band so yeah and I know everybody always says that about the new record but it is it's true I've been listening to these tracks for like two years now <laughs> you know um, so I'm I'm really excited about it and you know I believe you when you say that too like I can just imagine that this is uh, some of the best material that you guys have done to date I mean especially with all the time that's been uh, going on since the, the last full release and you're able to have so much time being able to work on these songs and you know it's just I just imagine that's going be some of the best material that you guys had to date and you know just uh, thinking about that uh, those stories of being able to sit around a uh, campfire being able to listen to some great power metal and stuff i think that would be such a cool music video if you guys do that for the next album i think that could be really great being able to do something around a campfire and then uh, being able to make a music video around that 
well, actually, the funny enough, the uh, Heroes Among Us video uh, was actually filmed in my backyard. Oh, really? Uh, which, yeah, which like we for the for the whole video, there isn't a huge campfire going, but there is like a fire pit in the middle, and we did have a fire going, and that's where we filmed the music video. Um, we had several different places. Um, and they all ended up falling through. Uh, and one was like very last minute fell through. Uh, and then we had guys that came out from Montreal to film it. And I was just like, well, honestly, we can do it right here. Uh, it, it, there was a little uh, shack, the whole shack portion where we're playing cards and drinking. We were actually drinking beer as well. Like we went through a two floor of uh, PBR, I think. So we were a little drunk. Um, by the time we finished that but there's a little shack in the in the farm behind my house so we went back there and we just like we literally threw that video together day of um because we we didn't really have another option we were paying these guys to come out and film a video and we we're like what can we do so we i had a generator and we just like went out to the back and and then uh yeah like we just kind of threw it together and ended up turning out pretty pretty all right i think so you know, they did a great job. Wow, I, I didn't realize I was in your backyard. I thought that you guys, like, uh, rented out some land to be able to do that or something. I mean, the fact that it, it was literally that, that's just so awesome. Yeah, man, I live in the country, man. <laughs> I live in, like, the sticks. The city's moving closer and closer by day. Like, I'm only about 45 minutes outside Toronto, so I'm about maybe, like, 10 minutes from the highway now, um, which, growing up, it was never like that, but... Um, yeah, uh, I own this house with, with my mom and, you know, like, I, I love it here. She lets me, or I guess her and my girlfriend let me play drums whenever I want, which is, which is nice. So. Oh, very much so. So, you know, again, with all this in mind, I mean, obviously with, uh, you still doing pre-production and stuff like that. And, uh, with you saying this is the best material that you guys have done to date. I mean, uh, once everything does get rolling and stuff like that, like what should people expect from this album? Um, well, it's really difficult, uh, right now to say, um, the, like the album itself, I'm, I'm hoping will be well received. Uh, we'll definitely have, uh, music video playthroughs, all that type of stuff. Um, as far as touring and everything like that is concerned, I'm not, um, a hundred percent on how much we will be doing that. Um, I'm, I'll guarantee we'll have some festival dates. We did have uh, several festival dates lined up for this summer, um, some of which were not announced yet, uh, but they will be canceled due to this whole uh, COVID-19, uh, which really sucks. We were really looking forward to it. Uh, and I was really hoping it would kind of uh, kickstart uh, us playing live a lot more because uh, I want to do that. I, I do want to be on tour, but it's, it's, it's difficult the place that everyone's at in the band. Um, uh, everyone's kind of in their, their mid to late 30s, kind of settled into to different work. And it's kind of become a lot of, a, I don't want to say an, a hobby, but but it, it, touring wasn't for all of us. Uh, I love it. I'm going to continue to do it. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely make some festival appearances, and then I'm going to try to get us on the road um, at least at least one big tour to support the record. Um, just because I I, I want to push this band uh, even further than we've gone before. But you can 
as far as musicality on the record, you can expect, uh, I would say, a lot more blast beats. Uh, we have songs that are the fastest songs we've ever written, and then we have songs that are the slowest songs we've ever written. So there's uh, there's a lot of diversity, a ton of shredding, you know. Um, it's kind of, as far as vocally, it'll be in the same vein as, as, as the last record, that there's going to be some clean singing on the choruses um and a little bit through the verse or whatever but uh predominantly it'll be jimmy doing uh the growls and uh like overall i'm just uh i'm, I'm just hoping people our fans are still around to uh to hear it but uh, yeah we're gonna we're gonna try to make this the best production as well uh we're still kind of shopping around for studios for mixing and everything we have an idea on what we're doing um, uh, for the recording process, but we we want to get some some big guns in to mix this and make it make it the biggest sounding record. Yet again, we did have uh, El Levi, um, who's mixed uh, some amazing stuff in the past, uh, big name on on Kings Among Men. But we we really want to up the ante overall on this next record for sure. Oh, and it definitely sounds like it's going to be, too. And, you know, like, obviously, there's a lot of circumstances that are going on right now preventing things, but it really sounds like you guys have, like, the best intentions of everything that's going to be going, so you really do get, like, the best production, the best mixing, the best mastering, the the best songs, the, the best equipment, everything that you can do to really make this the, the best album possible. And I know you guys are more than capable of that, and that's what's got me so excited about it. And when it finally does come out, and I'm at, actually able to start promoting the album when when that time comes and being able to play the singles off of it and uh you guys being able to go out and play shows again i know i know you got to be chomping at the bit for that oh absolutely like we we were supposed to do um a show with unleash the archers or label mates and we've been friends with them um for uh, i don't even probably close to 10 years now um they have lived at my house while on tour for over a week uh, at a time but uh we were supposed to do a show with them on march 16th so the reason why we put the release date for the resurrection on the 13th was so we had that show right after it right to to kind of push it it's the same idea as, as doing a tour but on a much much smaller scale uh and then that show got canceled so we were like we we're so all all of us were so bummed about it and i've actually talked to to britney and scott from only archers more recently and they're they're super upset about it but we're uh we're gonna try to make something happen together once this is all done there had we have been in talks for a while about touring together again so i'm hoping we can make this happen uh it's gonna depend a lot on their booking agent and uh all that but i'm really hoping that we can get on the road with those guys because uh, they're just phenomenal people and uh like some of our best friends uh and an absolutely amazing band so uh yeah but it really sucked that that uh that show because uh, it was it was going to be a big one for them headlining the opera house in toronto is uh that's uh that's a really really uh big step in their career so uh, really we're all really bummed about that but we're gonna we're all gonna come back stronger out of this i feel uh and, and i think not only mentally stronger but physically and musically stronger after all this is all said and done 
Yeah, and that's what I imagine is going to happen. And even though you are taking the time to be able to have some fine refreshments and being able to just, like, live your life, I mean, the fact that you are working on the drums and, you know, trying to become the best drummer that you can be, being able to get back to snuff with everything that's going on with Crimson Shadows and, uh, of course, wanting to push yourself as well, too. And, you know, being able to take the time to be able to practice and work on the new songs and, you know, mess around the kits in any way that you want to. And, yeah, it just... I imagine that first time that you're able to get back with the, the rest of the guys, work on the songs proper, being able to record, and of course that first show back, I mean, that's going to be such an amazing feeling after all this is said and done. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And like with uh, Johnny Nocash and the Celtic Outlaws as well, like we, we jam regularly. Like that's that's a part of what we do. And uh, no matter how many shows we're doing in a month or a week, like we're, we still get together once a week um, to rehearse and, and have some beers and there's just that camaraderie that we have um that uh i know myself included and, and the rest of the guys are, are truly truly missing right now um but and and they keep saying like oh like we could get together here or there and i'm like guys no like we can't do that right now we all have to stay home um like our our bass player also uh works in the the pharmacy area and i'm just like like we all need to just like ride this out right now it's a it's a really low time we're working on new material and um because i have a home studio set up and uh our guitar player and johnny himself uh have some studio equipment so we're we're working on that and uh as well as crimson shadows like uh my brother our, our guitar player ryan has, has a home studio very similar to mine uh and he's been working on getting all the guitar tracking done he's tracking all the guitars uh for the album at his house and then we'll get it reamped somewhere else so he's actually already started the recording process for the new record, um, which is fantastic. Uh, and I have Jimmy just finishing up his his pre-production as well at home. Uh, he kind of blanketed a closet, uh, and he he actually was telling me. Uh, he got his wife to stand in the living room and as he screamed in this closet to see if it was too loud because he lives in a condo in Toronto. So it's, uh, but everything's good. Uh, he's going to, uh, he's going to be finishing that up and I'm doing shit on my end and yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to get back to the stage to be honest. I, um, I would really like to do a, a like a Facebook Live event or something, but we all can't be in the same room right now. So really, it doesn't. Uh, it's it's just not going to work like that. We'll probably all just wait till we can actually do a live show for the people and be face to face once again. Yeah, and that's probably the smartest way to do it, too. And, you know, just making sure that everyone is, like, prim and proper and being able to uh, have that great, amazing uh, in-person experience when that happens. And, you know, along with that, I mean, obviously with you being able to practice on the kit and uh, getting back to where you want to be and being able to push yourself, like, what are you currently working on on the kit? Is I mean, is it just, like, rudiments? Is it just songs? Are you messing with your setup at all? Like, how are you going about that? Well, um, I have a couple um, side projects I'm working on with uh, some people, um, so I kind of I, I kind of slightly focus on that. Pretty much my typical day is like I get up and and have some breakfast and I do a quick workout 
Uh, just get the blood pumping, a stretch, and then I have an actual, I use Cubase as, as my DAW, and I actually just have a session open that is just called Tempo Warm-Up. And so I have it set for, like, um, going in, I have several different ones, but I have it usually set from 180 going up in increments of uh, 10 BPM every 60 bars uh, up to 240. So I use that as my warm-up, and I just I just kind of groove around the kit, um, and, and then I, I put it on a loop, so that way when it gets to its fastest, then it drops back down to 180, then I'm like, okay, I can do like eighth notes and then into 16th, or I can work on my blast this time. And I usually go through that cycle about three or four times, at least, maybe like six or eight even, Um and then one, once I feel like I'm fully warmed up, I'll uh, I'll actually turn on a session and and start working on it. But that's kind of uh, how I do things. And like I said, I have multiple different uh, tempo maps for it. So I have another one that starts at 200 and then goes up to like uh, 260, uh, and then. I have other ones that start at like 160 and, and, and only go up to like 2 to 10 maybe. So that that's kind of, I feel, is the best way for me to work on things um, is just doing those um, small steps uh, of getting faster, 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 faster. And then once you drop back down, it feels like it's so slow. But, you know, um, I was actually playing uh, from... Uh, 200 to 260 yesterday and once I got to the 260 uh, and it dropped back down to 200 200 felt like nothing and that's like the usual speed of most Crimson Shadow songs so I was like perfect stop and I'm going to uh, record a song right now so I, I felt completely comfortable and relaxed and it was just it, it felt like butter trying to trying to play at 200 because I had been playing at 260 so that it's kind of shifted my mindset as well on on how I think about tempo um, because when you hear something at 200 immediately you can think that it's fast but then once you start playing with something at 260 it's like mm. 200 really <laughs> isn't that fast so it you know the faster you play the the slower everything else gets and your mind can kind of keep up a lot quicker so I'm trying that's why I'm trying to push my BPMs as fast as possible um, yeah, pretty much. That's uh, that's that's what I'm doing, and just having fun with it too. So sometimes I'll be playing at 260, but just playing like a slow groove, so it's actually more more like a 130 beat, you know. But just having fun. That's uh, that's the main part. Oh, and that's such a smart way to do it too. I mean, being able to have the BPMs on a loop and being able to have the have fun with it, and yeah, I mean, uh, the fact that uh, you are able to get to that point now where uh, most Crimson Shadow songs that are feeling like butter right now the fact that you can record and you know it's just like it, it feels so natural at that point i mean i'm glad to see that uh, things are getting back into shape like that yeah i am too because uh, <laughs> there was a little bit there uh even leading up to these uh the, the unleash the archer show and, and thinking about the shows we have we had in june um like, I, I, I was a little worried stepping on his, uh, on the stage because, um, like, I can I can nail it in the basement, uh, you know, like, just be perfect when we're jamming. But 
you know, once you get onto that stage, nerves hit, maybe you didn't, you're not as hydrated as, as you should be, or you don't have as much caffeine in your system as you did in rehearsal. And it's just, uh, those one-off shows just, uh, are really painful. Uh, I really, I really prefer a full tour. Uh, cause once you get three shows in, you get into this groove of things and every night just, you know, gets better and better. Uh, but I'm really happy to be, um, progressing my BPMs and even if Crimson Shadows isn't touring um, once bands start actually touring again uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that I can use some of my contacts and friends and everyone so if someone needs a a, a session drummer on the road I can hop in there and do it which is a big reason why I, I want to get my BPMs out past like 260 to, to 280 so I can be a, a, a call guy for people because um, like session drummers are uh, you know there's only again I think like a, a dozen or two out there that can that can play that stuff so if I step up my game then you know I, I'd love touring and I, I love death metal and or any kind of metal realistically. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be one of those guys. I do it for, for more local acts and stuff like that. Um, and, and learn sets in within three or four days. So, um, but yeah, uh, that's one of my main reasons and to make my whole life in general easier. Oh, totally. And, you know, again, I, I love that mindset that you have right there. I mean, being able to work with so many different kinds of musicians, being able to play any type of music that you want to be able to do and, you know, being on call like that and, you know, being able to learn the song so quickly to be able to go out and play shows because there's so many things that can happen to bands. And uh, just like you said, there's only like maybe two dozen tops that are like those on call drummers that can just like go out and play things that are at 260. 280 maybe even 300 to be able to just like go out and tour and make sure that everything's going to sound the best that it possibly can and if you can do that i mean especially for the amazing bands that are in your local area and just being able to uh, support them the best that you can i mean i love the fact that you have that in mind oh yeah well I, i'll be honest like a friend of uh a, a good friend of mine who i've toured with before his band has been bugging me himself and the guitar player have been bugging me for years about getting my shit together and and getting my uh my bpms up and learning the heel toe and everything like that i need to learn heel toe uh because they are constantly in need of um drummer and other musicians and 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 stuff like that for for small gigs or touring or, or uh like all kinds of stuff so that kind of uh has pushed me a little more and just having the time like honestly i never had the time to do it so i never thought it was even going to be possible uh i only had the time to focus on the small things um that i have which is uh johnny no cash got the laws and crimson shadows and i also um play drums for uh, my girlfriend's project my gomez uh and which is like a whole that's a whole other interview altogether. <laughs> um but that's like kind of um emotional uh pop rock and roll uh type stuff which is like uh, it's a whole other experience that's uh, a ton of fun to play um but 
yeah and so i only have time to really focus on those projects so now having time to focus on myself um i think is the biggest thing focus on what i want to do and focus on where i want to be as a, as a musician not just on the the projects and what they are are focused on but on what i what i want to achieve as a musician um i think that's the the best thing for myself to come out of this uh, this this time right now that we're i'm just kind of alone in my house I, I i don't think i've drove a car in two weeks and i used to drive every single day <laughs> so it's uh it's kind of cool i i'm digging it Oh, totally. And, you know, again, I, I, I keep saying it, but it's so true. I mean, I love the fact that you are working so much on yourself to be able to improve yourself as a musician. That way, when everything does come out of this, I mean, you're able to work on Crimson Shadows, you're able to work on various other projects. Uh, the fact that you can uh, hopefully become that kind of on-call drummer, you know, being able to fill in for tours or uh, local shows or whatever the case is, and just being able to, uh, to work on that and just doing what's going to make you happy in the end of it because i mean especially right now when you're putting all of your energy into being able to do this and you know obviously with uh making sure that you still have sanity behind it but the fact that you are working on yourself like this and you know hopefully seeing the other side of this uh being able to be a better musician i mean if it's not now then when well exactly um that's that's what i thought and uh on it like right now our uh the canadian government at least is saying that they will get they're, they're given like uh two thousand dollars every four months or every four weeks sorry um to people who are out of work because of this and i'm uh technically a freelance uh in av like so i i was i've been out of work for for over a month now um, and they said they'll give up to four months. So I'm thinking of just riding out that, that four months and uh, just just working on my chops and, and getting them up and, and doing whatever I can. Even if my work calls me back, I'll be like, hey, you know, I'm good. Uh, I'll, I'll sit at home, make make half as much money but um you know uh it'll be fine it'll be all right uh and i'll, I'll get to just play drums every day why not uh <laughs> and hopefully in the end i'll i'll uh i'll be able to like have a life that i'm uh, actually happy with because <laughs> that happiness is uh for me is is playing drums uh drinking beer and spending time with my lady and my dog so that's that's what happiness happiness truly is over over in these parts <laughs> oh i love it and you know i i think there's no better way to end this interview than with that i mean you know knowing what makes you happy being able to push yourself uh being able to continue with that happiness and just being able to live the life that you want to live and it sounds like uh, you are heading in that direction to be able to make that more being able to do that with your entire life and it's just so awesome to see that and you know again with everything thank you so much uh, once again for being able to take the time to do this i mean I, I know it's been a long time coming for us to finally be able to do this interview and i'm so thankful we were able to make the time to do this to promote everything you got going on from johnny no cash to crimson shadows to everything to look forward to in the future what uh, come what may with 
that and you know everything that you got going on in your world right now it was just amazing to get that insight and it, it was just awesome to be able to talk to you oh thank you very much man it's awesome talking to you as well I'm, I'm i'm really super happy that we got to do this today and you know now i'm a couple beers deep ready for a couple more you know <laughs> oh i love it and yeah i mean uh, this was an absolutely great time to be able to do this and you know just uh you know just uh seeing how happy you are being able to work on yourself work on yourself as a musician being able to do all these great things uh for when all of this is over and you're able to get back out there and fully do everything that you love and you know just uh you got me so excited for everything that you got coming up and yeah i can't wait to promote everything that you got coming up when it eventually happens awesome man uh yeah and I, honestly i think that's what everybody should kind of take away from this everyone's being super negative and and i've been seeing a ton of stuff online that's just like let's get let's get things back to normal and uh, like i will say especially in the states with with trump saying you know like uh he's gonna open up the economy again and and all this stuff i'm like what like what are you doing man like like everybody is just so antsy to get back out there because they don't maybe maybe it is that they don't have anyone anything else in their lives except for just like doing that one thing and they need that um but for me man like it's this has been a godsend because i was working myself to the bone like i was i was like i was saying like I was doing a minimum of 50 uh, to 80 hour weeks uh, every single week. Uh, sometimes I would come um, come home and my girlfriend would be in bed and I'd wake up before she woke up and that would happen for days on end, if not weeks. Um, so like I was, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, was uh, I was working a lot and I was, I was happy working uh, and happy about the money, but at the same time I, I wasn't taking enough time for myself. Uh, so this is uh, uh, this is this has been fantastic and uh like I, i'm glad i had the time to uh to talk to you today as well this has been uh, this has been great man
welcome back to the finale of the show. You just got done here in Crimson Shadows with a re-recording of Betrayed by Thy King, the first track after 2020 EP, The Resurrection, which is available now through Napalm Records. And before that was my nearly hour-long interview with the drummer of Crimson Shadows, Corey Hoffing. And thank you very much for sticking around and checking out all three interviews from Haken, Gravedigger, and Crimson Shadows. I'll be back next week with two hours of the best in heavy music today. Make sure to keep up to date on social media, check out your favorite place to check out podcasts to listen to that drummer guy and until next week this is that drummer guy saying see ya this has been my show as that drummer guy tune in next week for another two hours of the best and heavy music today check out the show on apple Podcasts, Castbox, google Podcasts, podcast addict spreaker spotify and tune in for music submission interview submission or any other information for that drummer guy email that drummer guy at that one drummer guy at gmail.com or that drummer guy pr at gmail.com make sure to follow that drummer guy on social media facebook twitter instagram youtube and of course that for all your drummer guy needs intro and outro music is provided by clock kicker support clock kicker at clockkickermusic.bandcamp.com that drummer guy is a creation of josh rock twist any other use of that drummer guy without consent is prohibited all rights reserved until next time hang in there stay positive it's worth the fight <laughs>